Motorsports Worldwide Live. In three, two, one. On 947, Vuma FM, Rise FM, and Soweto Live. Hashtag MSW. They say it's an all-Italian job tonight. A thriller it promises to be. I mean, these two sides have met gazillion times, 236 times previously in all competitions, with Inter Milan winning 88, AC Milan 79. And without wasting much time, let me head off uh, to Italy. Let me go to Milan. Heading off to San Siro. Stefano Vigoriti uh, is standing by. I know that he is en route so the line might not be at its clearest but he'll do his best uh, to make sure that we get the clarity that uh, we deserve and he deserves and that uh, the encounter deserves tonight stefano good evening welcome to the show good evening robert good evening to all your listeners glad to be back in milan glad to be back in milan round two it's two goal deficit what are you expecting well, I'm expecting what every Inter Milan fan expects to to have a very, very tough game because AC Milan will come with a, a bit between their teeth and you know, they'll come out guns blazing. They have no other choices. They have to score goals and they have to score them, you know, not not straight away, but within the first 20 minutes. And, um, and I think Inter, who likes to sort of command uh, the play, um, I hope they're not going to be too slow into making up the play today because uh, Leao is going to be playing and the Portuguese star is definitely the major threat of uh, of, a, of an AC Milan really looking for revenge after they got defeated at home last Wednesday. Yeah, and I know you're probably trying to cover the mouthpiece with your with your hand there, Stefan. I'm going to say, let's take a chance. Let's let it go so that I can get the clarity. Talk about the Portuguese superstar. He was watching on the sidelines of you know the last time out, wearing his hat over his head, and people wondering if he's going to make it through. Now it is confirmed he will be there. What kind of difference will he make given the kind of season he's had? Well, I think first and foremost, he will make a difference mentally. I think uh, everybody was waiting for Liao as uh, the possible solution to uh, the problems that AC Milan has had of late in scoring. Um, so first of all, mentally today, he tried out and, um, and it was fine. So, so obviously the, the trainers and the, and the sort of physiotherapists of AC Milan have confirmed his availability. Obviously, it's still up to Stefano Pioli to decide that he's going to start the game um, or not. But I'm pretty confident that he will have to throw him in um, as soon as possible in order to, to obviously you know, sort of threat, threaten the, the, the inter-defense, especially from the left-hand side, where obviously Dumfries and Dorian will have to sort of work double time to stop uh, the likes of Theo Hernandez and Leal. Eden Dzeko seems to have an appetite for scoring against this particular opposition. He's done it, what, three times now. Uh, but there's also a certain other older gentleman in Oliver Giroud uh, who also going to be fighting hard to make his name in the headlines. Who of the two do you believe that the night is set for them? Well, last week uh, it was Eden Dzeko's night. But, I mean, again, uh, we are looking at the two players well in their 30s and, uh, you know, sort of still at the top of their, 
of their game, even though Oliver Giroud hasn't scored of late much. Uh, let's not forget that he's he likes against the uh, Inter Milan, so it might just be that tonight, uh, you know, it's his it's his time. But it's um, it's it's something that happens with uh, with um, with the teams, and and it's quite extraordinary that we're witnessing a, a Champions League semi-final um, with two strikers, maybe not the main strikers, because obviously they are one side and Lautaro Martinez on the other side, and the two supporting strikers are over 35s, and that uh, gives you an idea where Italian soccer is if these guys can still make a difference, not only in Italy, but also in Europe. All right. Um, I know, as I said, it's not the best line because you are mobile right now, heading off to the San Siro Stadium. An exciting spectacle it turns out to be and turned out to be last time round. And we hope for everything of the best. Uh, Stefano, maybe uh, give me your final score prediction. Who will be through to that final? <laughs> you know you're not going to get me to that. <laughs> I need to squeeze it out of you. No, no, you won't be able to squeeze it out of me. I'm just saying that from morning. There will be a lot of people booking their tickets to Istanbul. I just hope to be one of them. But I mean, you know, we can't say. You know, sort of, uh, that is the story. I hope it will be a great game because as we were predicting last last week when we chatted, uh, Real Madrid, Manchester City was definitely a better game overall than what Inter versus AC was last week. Because the first half was great. The second half wasn't, wasn't as good as... Uh, so I just hope that tonight the building will be top of the top and let the best uh, team win. Obviously, my colors are black and blue, so I don't have to tell you who I support. But um, but I just want uh, Italian soccer to have uh, a good night uh, and a spectacle. It will be, uh, I think it's 12 million euro just for this game that Inter Milan will, will pocket. Has been the highest grossing game ever in Italy, so that uh, should uh, should really deserve a great spectacle for all people at home and at the stadium. All right, do share some of those exciting photos that uh, you normally take inside the stadium. Uh, Stefano Vigorito, Italian football expert, live from Milan. Uh, Stefano, thank you so much indeed for your time and enjoy the game. Thanks, Robert, and I'll give you I'll give you a call on Thursday when I'm back. Thank you so much there, uh, Stefano Vigoriti, uh, Italian football expert, uh, coming through live uh, from uh, from Milan. You can tell he's en route. He makes his way there nice and early to get the best seat at the venue. Not that that makes a difference because he always gets the best seats. All right, let's look back at this day in history. The 16th of May 2015, the quickest ever hat-trick in the Premier League was scored by Southampton Sadio Mane. On the Saturday, that day, the 16th of May 2015, three goals were scored in two minutes, 56 seconds. It was a 6-1 defeat of Aston Villa at St. Mary's. If you remember, the Senegal International's 176-second record Kind of beat the previous best, which had stood for nearly 21 years. Eh? Robbie Fowler had scored all of Liverpool's goals in their 3-0 victory over Arsenal at Anfield on Sunday, the 28th of August, 1994, in 4 minutes and 33 seconds. All right. 
What we're going to try and do is get the chairman of Maritzburg United. I'm going to try and call him now because, you, as you know, that Maritzburg United are playing Mamelodi Sundowns, the league champions this season. Uh, but, yeah, the Marawa Scorpions have just gotten word that they are going to play the game. Remember, this is match day 30. All the teams that should be, must be, playing at the same time. But because Sundowns obviously got to play CAF Champions League, you had Maruma Gallants as well, got to play the CAF Confed Cup. So they won't be playing all at the same time on the same day, which again, I say, kind of sits unfairly on Maritzburg United because by the time match day 30 kicks around uh, for all the teams battling relegation, it will be problematic. So I'm going to go across to Farouk Kadodia, who is the chairman of Maritzburg United. He is at the venue as we speak. Farouk, thank you so much for your time. I know it's last minute, but when I got the news that the game will go ahead, but you're going to be playing it under what? Uh, what is it that you formally lodged uh, with the league? Look, uh, we, uh, after we turned down on uh, Friday from the uh, Exco. We then decided that uh, today to officially uh, lodge a protest just to show exactly our feelings of the situation that uh, we are being really hurt about playing uh, a game uh, four days before the competitors that are fighting relegation are playing. I, I, I know I've, I've taken a stance that I also feel that it's unfair on you. And... Um, by the time match day 30 happens over the weekend for everybody else, they will have an idea of what they need to do. I mean, in all your time and experience, when a league has come to an end, yes, I know about CAF, I know about what's happening with Marumo Gallants and Sundowns, uh, but surely there should have been ways and means to accommodate that everybody finishes the season at the same time. Yes, look, uh, I, I was disappointed with the explanation that the Exco uh, gave us, one of which was that... Uh, this was the alternative date when the fixtures were issued in July. Uh, we we uh, really feel that the fixtures set up in July uh, was not related because at the end of the day, uh, the uh, matches that was uh, how the season would have ended up in nobody's hands. And uh, this would have been reviewed the moment uh, game 27 or game 28 arose and before uh, game 29, we uh, wrote to the EXCO and uh, explained to them that uh, it's uh, totally unfair uh, to play this uh, match four days early. And anything else is that uh, we cannot control exactly fixtures because my, my biggest point that I have here is that uh, the broadcast uh, is always at the forefront uh, to uh, put the, uh, the clubs down as a perfect excuse. Uh, for me, in this case here, uh, whether it's the BMI or whatever the interest that the broadcaster will have, three relegation games on one night or one afternoon will create a massive public interest uh, to watch the matches. And uh, for, you, for the broadcaster to allow us to, uh, to continue also, it was disappointing. Playing the game, is, is it under protest? I know that there's legal terms under protest, uh, under dispute, et cetera, et cetera. What is it that come end of 90 minutes, let's say, and I hope it doesn't happen, um, that the result goes against you. Um, what is a likely outcome having put this protest forward formally? Look, 
we will weigh our options. We've explained to the league uh, in this protest, uh, or we've replied to the league in this protest of all the uh, their reasons why they must change this. And we responded with our version of what we believe is totally unfair and unjust. So, uh, come uh, 90 minutes tonight, we will see exactly what is the best option that we need to exercise, which we listed on the protest. Yeah, because, I mean, if, if you get beat, let's say tonight, you, you know, you're playing match day 30 and you stay on 29 points. Uh, come Saturday, Chipper United know what they need to do. Um, even if they get a draw, it gets them to 30, depending on what, obviously, Marumo, you know, Richards Bay, they also get up to. So you almost kind of feel dead and buried and that the rest are going to be playing for position number 15. Look, I think immediately one has to understand that this protest is not totally about based on the results. It's based on uh, the principle and why we are playing tonight. That's what we are disappointed about. So the, the, the result is immaterial. The fact that we are playing tonight is what we are hurt. Just quickly, as you talk about the principle, though, you, you got there's a cup game. Uh, you know, Ned Bank Cup that uh, I'm sure could have been shifted around, made time for, so that you could all play match day 30 at the same day because you're just dealing with the final. That's one game. It can be played any time. Yeah, no, definitely. I think even the Sundowns raised uh, their own opinion of uh, moving the Ned Bank a week later uh, because uh, they they wanted the fans to kind of celebrate their trophy. And uh, they also declined that uh, request. Yeah, it, it, it does seem and a bit... Also, mm-hmm. the, other issue, the other issue we had was the fact that uh, Marubo played the 29 game a few days early. And, and we were told that, uh, you know, Marubo also made disadvantage of game 29. But I'm going to tell you very clear, Robert, that that was Marubo's decision not to object. Mm. We had no hand in that. So they can't compare Marubo's decision of playing, whether it was their pressure they had with CAF or not. But you can't give us an explanation that uh, Marumbo were a disadvantage of game 29. Okay, good luck tonight. Thank you so much, Farouk. Appreciate your time. All right, I could tell that uh, Waze is, is telling him exactly how to get to Loftus. Wishing him the best of luck. Tough one indeed for him.